people get married as a way of loving each other and being close. But for some reason, as they get into the marriage, they will see themselves getting further away from each other. Amen. Amen. And that's a big issue because most people that divorce are people that used to love themselves. They are people that used to be very close. Amen. And so the question is, why did they get divorced? It's as a result of this big issue. Amen. And so I pray that God will open our eyes uh, to understand this, to help our relationships and our marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, now sometimes uh, when people get married, problems come, all right? Because of where both of us are coming from. So if you are married, you remember you are coming from a family. The person that you are married to is also coming from a family. So there's a lot of history, there's a lot of things that both of you have been exposed to that you are now coming together to come and live in one place and marry. All right? And so obviously there's going to be some kind of change, uh, some kind of differences between you and your spouse. The things that a person would do you may not like, and the things that you would do you may not he or she may not like. Amen. Amen. But the problem is that sometimes when we try to fix the marriage, Let's say there's a problem and we try to fix the marriage. We indirectly try to fix our spouse. And this comes naturally to us as people because we think that we are not at fault, but they are at fault. But who knows what kind of knowledge they had before they came in. For them, maybe it may be their truth. You, you, whatever you believe in may be your truth. But coming together, you realize that his truth is not your truth. So therefore, the problem is him or her, not you. And so we tend to try to fix the person. Amen. Amen. But we forget that when we look at the whole situation, there's one common denominator. That's you. You are the one that is in it. And you are the one that the problems are coming through you having that relationship. And so you being the common denominator, you have to now start looking at yourself as the one that have the problem rather than trying to solve the problem, oh Lord, change my spouse, or Lord, deal with him or deal with her. It should be more of Lord, deal with me. That whatever is in me that is preventing us from being close or having a successful marriage, Lord, help me deal with me so that I can be better. And when we tend to do that, because most of the time, when one spouse feels like you're trying to change me, they will never change. It is God that changes people. If Jesus does not change the person, that person will not change by your actions. This is a big problem in many, many, many homes. Amen. Amen. So instead of divorcing your spouse, you must now divorce yourself from yourself. And that is a big problem with a lot of people. We don't divorce our ideologies. Because remember, you are coming in with your history. And the reason why you are seeing that as a problem is because of your history. And so, you, instead of divorcing the person, maybe you should divorce yourself. Amen. Because marriage is a union of two backgrounds. Which can often cause a conflict. Because we are coming from two different backgrounds. And so conflict is there. It's going to happen. Amen. 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 Now there's one thing that brings people or married couples together. 
when we talk about closeness in marriage, there's one thing, one major thing that today we are going to address that brings couples together. Amen. And that one thing is what I call intimacy. Amen. Somebody type intimacy, intimacy. Into mercy, into me as see, to me see, intimacy. Amen. Amen. That is what brings closeness in marriage. And this is a big, big subject, a big topic that if we can get it, it will help a lot of marriages. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, this is one of the things that usually sometimes a lot of marriages, even men struggle with. Amen. In marriage. Amen. So intimacy is one of the things that bring couples together. Amen. Now, most of the time when people hear intimacy, the first thing that comes to their mind is sex. But that is not true. Intimacy is not sex. Amen. Amen. Sex is just sex. But for us to be close, we must, what? Have intimacy. Amen. Amen. Now, if the intimacy is right, sex will come out of it. Amen. Amen. But we must focus on intimacy rather than sex. Because when you look at uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 to 25, Amen. Let's read that. Genesis 2, 24. Genesis chapter 2, verses 24 to 25. Uh-huh. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Mm-hmm. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Amen. They were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Amen. So intimacy is number one. There are four levels of intimacy. There is physical intimacy, all right? There is spiritual intimacy. There is intellectual intimacy. And there is emotional intimacy. Now, in order for you to reach oneness, you must apply all these four. Amen? You must be able to connect with all the four in order for you to be in a place of oneness, of intimacy. Amen. He said, therefore, a man shall leave his mother and his father and shall cleave. Cleaving. Now, cleaving doesn't mean that you are going to be the same people. The problem in many marriages is that one spouse trying to make another spouse like themselves. God never called us to be the same. It's two different people coming together as one. Because the moment your spouse becomes like you, then one person will not, will not need, it's like you don't need it. Marriage was not meant for the same people. It's meant for two people coming together as what? As one. Amen? Amen? And so therefore, a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave. And that is the responsibility of the man as far as leaving and cleaving. And we're going to emphasize on that on the marriage uh, seminar. You must leave and cleave. So anything that will hinder your cleaviness or your oneness with your wife, Bible said that do everything to get rid of it so that you can become one. Amen. Now the fact that your husband is different from you doesn't mean that you have to change him to become like you. The whole beauty about marriage is being able to be different 
but you are united. Amen. Being able to be different, but you are united. So one, one, oneness means or being the same, the two shall become one, does not mean or does not equal to sameness. So you are not the same and you cannot be the same. So the same, the way you behave, don't expect him to behave the same way. The way you act, don't expect her to act the same way. Because that is not what marriage is about. But the problem in many marriage, the reason why it's hard for married couple to be close is we don't understand this concept. Why, do, why, is, he, why is he so different? Why, why, is, why is he so different? And because of that, it becomes like a, block, like a, like a wall that hinders us from coming together. There are many walls that today must break so that we can unite as one. He said, a man shall leave his mother and father and will cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And the Bible said, and they were naked. Naked, that means they were exposed to each other. They were open to each other. They were one in that way and they were not ashamed. Amen. May you be open with your spouse. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May you not try to change your spouse. Because God wants unity. God wants us to unite. God does not want sameness. Marriage was never called for sameness. It's called for what? Oneness. But at the same time, individuality is still there. Amen. So may you stop trying to change the man. May you stop trying to change the woman. Because that is not what you have called, what you were called to in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. They were naked and was not ashamed. So that is what intimacy is. Being naked and not being ashamed. Now I'm not talking about physical nakedness. I'm talking about spiritual nakedness. I'm talking about emotional nakedness. I'm talking about intellectual nakedness. I'm talking about physical nakedness. Amen. You, you realize that the moment you are intimate with your spouse spiritually, intellectually, physically, uh, emotionally, physically, they are not ashamed to, to be naked in front of you. The moment you are separate, you are not cl close or you are not together or you are, you, are, you are separate from each other where you are not united, it's hard, it's hard for sex to happen. That is where you know, nobody want to get naked in front of anyone. And so you hide from each other when you are not intimate. So intimacy is what brings us together. You know, for the unmarried, maybe when you marry, you understand what I'm saying. This is to prepare you for that kind of marriage because it takes, it's more, it takes more than sex for you to unite. And that is what he said, that they say that a, a, a married family that prays together or couples that prays together stays together. That is one level of intimacy, being spiritually intimate with each other. Amen. But if you get up and you go and he goes, now it is believed that couples talk up, uh, couples, they did some statistics and they said that couples in the US talks about four minutes a day. And that four minutes is just when you are going to work and when you come home. Now even with that, when they come home, they can be physically approximately next to each other but they are not together because one is on their phone 
One is flipping the TV. They are close, but they are not intimate. Amen. And so this is a big problem in many marriages. And I pray that the Lord will help us to resolve it today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, the seven levels. There are levels of intimacy. Levels of intimacy. The last time I was speaking about communication, I spoke about cliche communication. Now, something cliche. So, the first level of intimacy is cliche level. Amen. This is where um, you have conversations, not detailed conversations. So, you come home or you're with your spouse and the conversation is not detailed. How is work? Oh, work is work. That kind of talk is cliche. Because cliche is when you meet somebody outside, you don't want to expose your true self to them. Oh, how are you? And then you buy. There are people that their marriages are cliche. It's a cliche conversation. Hey, how are you? They're fine. And, and so you don't talk any, you don't, you, there's no significance in the conversation you have with your spouse. No intimacy, no significance. All right? All you talk about is the bills. All you talk about is the children. If every time you talk is about the children, all you talk about is the responsibilities that you have in the house. That means that your marriage, you are at the level, your intimacy level is at the cliche level. There's no significance to the marriage. Amen. There's no significance. And I pray that we will, we will, we will get out of that. If you are a man, a woman, doing that in your relationship right now, may the Lord cause you to come out of it and move from that level to the next level. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. And many marriages give up relationship, give up their relationship for their marriage. Now, why, why, why am I saying that? Let me repeat that. Many people in marriage, they give up their relationship for marriage. Now, I'm explaining that. There's a difference between relationship and marriage. All right? Now, your relationship speaks to your companionship when you are companion with somebody. And your marriage, all right, your marriage speaks to your partnership. And so when we are partners, we talk about partner stuff, responsibility. We talk about rent. We talk about children. We are partnering, raising the children. There is nothing that has to do with us as a couple. It's everything that has to do with our responsibility. And so there are people that are in marriage, they have given up the relationship for marriage. And the relationship is where intimacy happens. Your relationship is where sexual fulfillment comes in, where effective communication comes in. Amen. Where a heartfelt connection takes place, it takes place in your relationship. So you... You realize that you realize that when you were dating, you were so connected to your spouse because you were at the relationship level. You spoke about, you know, you know, you spoke your heart to the person. You wanted to win the heart of the person. And so the relationship was good. But we realized that when you got married and responsibility came and the children came and the rent and all those things, you stop talking about those heartfelt conversations into the, uh, into the responsibilities that you have. And so therefore, there are some people that have good relationships, but they have terrible marriage. 
Because marriage is responsibility, is partnership. Amen. And there are people that have good marriage, but they have bad relationship. And so, yeah, the bills are paid. There are money, there's money in the bank. The children's school fees are paid. Money there, you, whatever you want, you get. But there's no connection, there's no intimacy. It's the two big issues in marriages. Now, God's plan is for us to combine the two in marriage. Where we have good relationship and also good marriage. In other words, we have good companionship and then good partnership. That is what marriage should be. It shouldn't be wise, one-sided. And most mothers will most of the time will neglect companionship for marriage, which is the responsibility. I need to take care of this. I need to focus on the children. I'm not and then it's like that you neglect your spouse for the responsibility. Be careful with that. This is how people lose connection. Amen. The priority should be Jesus, God first, and your husband first before the children. God first, your wife first before the children. It should be that. But most times it has shifted where the children come before the spouse. Amen. So we need to pray that the Lord will bring us, open our eyes, that we don't make the mistakes and choose marriage over relationship. Amen. Amen. Don't choose partnership over relationship, over companionship. It is not good that a man should be alone. Amen. God created the marriage so that there will be companionship, relationship, where intimacy is taking place. Intimate. The Bible said they were naked and they were not ashamed. They were intimate and they were not ashamed. Amen. Say, Lord, deliver me. This information, I pray that it's been a blessing to somebody. In Jesus' name. Amen. So your relationship speaks to your companionship. Let me repeat. Sexual fulfillment, effective communication, the heartfelt connection you have with your partner. All right? Your marriage speaks to your partnership, responsibility, delegation of tasks. You are cook, you, you, you clean. Those tasks, those, that's your conversation is always about that. That is where you know you, know, you are in married partnership. Amen? Parenting, financial responsibilities. Amen? This is a problem with many marriages. And like I said, don't have a good relationship and have a bad marriage. And don't have a bad marriage and have, don't have a good marriage and have a bad relationship. You must combine the two. God is expecting us to, to combine the two. Where, yes, my husband and I are very, we are intimate with each other and we still take care of the business. So our conversation is not one-sided. You know, our conversation is not just partnership conversation. Our conversation is companionship conversation. And so therefore, I will talk about this, the levels and uh, uh, I'll continue. Okay, so the first level is cliche. May you move from cliche. So the next level is the facts. Amen. When you come to the house, all you speak about is facts. Yes, I went to uh, today the news. There are people with marriages, all they think that they, 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 they reach, the, the second level is 
They talk about facts. They talk about issues that is happening. Oh, do you know uh, this guy got robbed? And do you? And they speak facts. They will speak about everything else but by themselves. <laughs> the conversation will never be them. They avoid that by speaking the facts. Amen. So instead of being intimate with each other, they rather focusing on talking about other people's issues. Amen. And so when you're talking about politics, you know, especially if your wife and your like politics, anytime you come to the house, all you talk about is politics. You talk about others. As long as it's not you, it's not us. We can talk about anything else. Facts. Amen. It's not intimate. Amen. And so if you are not careful, you move from soulmate to roommate into roommates. From soulmate to role, you play roles. And then you become roommates. And there are some marriages out there. Some of you, your parents' marriages have become roommate marriages. There is no intimate. There is no intimacy. Amen. And I pray that we will not make that mistake. May the Lord deliver us from such relationship, from such level of intimacy, not just facts. May we rather begin to focus on ourselves that we will have time to talk about the, the relationship, to talk about things that pertain to us. Amen. Nowadays with social media has become too, so it has become a distraction to many marriages and TV and video games and sports because most of the time you can be in the room with your wife or your husband but you are not together. They, they are looking through their Instagram. They are looking through their Facebook. They are flipping the channel. And so, although you are in close proximity, you are very far from each other. May the Lord deliver us from that. Amen. May Jehovah deliver us. And may we not become roommates. May we not stop at the facts. Now, there's nothing wrong with coming home and speaking the facts. Okay? Telling your wife what happened or telling your husband what happened. You're speaking the facts. But you got to also move it to another level. So cliche is okay. How, how was work? Work is good. We talk about bills. As married couple, you should talk about bills. But if it's, if, when it's a point where it's where it is at every time, you are in trouble. That means your level of intimacy is at the one, level one. Now when you begin to move from there and go into facts, you have entered level two. And then level three is when you begin to speak your opinions. Amen. Now, at that level, be careful because sometimes your opinions will be, <laughs> they can block your opinions, which will make you feel some way. The, the worst thing is you are trying to give your opinion and you get shut down. And there are many marriages where a spouse or a husband or a wife is trying to give an opinion and they get shut down. And when it happens like that, you begin to have in, inward conversation with yourself. And that is when you begin to think for the, uh, begin to think that the person don't want you or you're always thinking for them. Instead of thinking, opening your mouth to conversate with them, you are actually always thinking for them. Oh, you'll be mad at me or she'll be mad at me so I'm not even going to say anything. And you will not open your mouth because your opinion got shut down. But 
in a, in a close marriage, we should be able to share our opinions. Amen. We should be able to share our opinions. When you move down this level three, and, and most marriages end there, they share opinions and they don't move to the next level. May Jehovah help us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May you now move to that place of intimacy where your opinions are being shared. And then from there you jump to hopes and dreams. Where now, remember the days when before you got married and you were sharing your hopes, your dreams. And those, remember those kind of conversations kind of brought you guys together. But now you are married. You don't share your hopes and dreams anymore. When it gets to that level, you are in danger. You are in danger. But you should still be able to share your hopes and dreams with your spouse. The Bible said they were naked and they were never ashamed. Amen. So hopes and dreams are level four. From hopes and dreams, you jump to feelings. This is where you begin to share your feelings. Amen. Your deepest thoughts. What is going on with you? As a wife, I should know. You see, things are happening. Share your feelings. Let us know. Because a marriage that is very close, you become more than friends. You're able to share your feelings. And there are marriages where the spouses hide their feelings from each other. And so if you're hiding your feelings from each other, you can never come close. All right? We as men need to do a better job in sharing our feelings. The women also need to do a better job in sharing their feelings. Because sometimes you, are, you want somebody to be a mind reader. But in a close relationship, in a close marriage, you should be able to share your feelings and be safe. Where you feel like you are not going to be hurt. Amen. May the Lord help us to share our feelings and our deepest thoughts with our spouse. And there are some people that have shared their feelings that have been shut down. Or they were not acknowledged and shamed their feelings. So they, they, left, they left or they, they decided they're not going to share their feelings anymore. When you are in a marriage where you don't want to share your feelings anymore, you are in danger. We must be close. We must come together in Jesus' name. Amen. And then you move to level six, which is when you begin to share your faults, your failures, and your fears. That level, gosh, that's level, five, level six. Sharing your faults. Most people will never share their faults. Most people will never share their fears and their failures. They want to be a guy. They want to be woman, woman like me. I didn't do this or I don't have the fear for this. But if you are close, if you are intimate, Bible said they were, they were naked. You got to be naked. Your thoughts, your fears, those things must be shared with your wife or your husband. When you start hiding these things, you are opening doors for division. But you as a spouse, Make sure that you are not using them that against them. The right spouse, Bible said they were naked and they were not ashamed. You don't say, you don't use the nakedness of your spouse against them. Even in conversation between you and them, you never bring it up. Because when you do that, it will shut them down. Next time, they will not share anything with you. This is some of the walls that have blocked us from coming closer. Blocked us from coming together as one, as the Lord intended it to be. 
Because the last time I tried to share or I told them about my weaknesses or my failures and my faults, uh, they used that against me in an argument. Hey, may we mature. Never use the faults and, and the mistakes of your spouse against them in argument between just you and them. Never bring it up. You will shut them down. You will block, you, you will build a block, a, a, a wall between you and that person where you can never come together again unless the wall is broken. Today, may the walls be broken. I pray that even as I'm ministering right now, walls are being broken right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May we be able to share our failures, our fears, our fears, and our thoughts. Amen. Amen. The last level, when you get to that point, you are cruising. That is where you're able to meet each other's needs. The most important needs of each other, you are able to meet it. When you are there, the marriage is cruising. It takes a while to get to that level. Where everybody is being fulfilled. <laughs> where everybody is happy. May the Lord take us to the seven. I believe that the journey of marriage is to get to that last one. Where each other's most important needs are being met. That is where you know that you are intimate. You are one. Until you are able to get to this point, you are not one. Because everybody has a secret. Everybody has some dark areas in their life that they are not willing to share. The man or the woman you are able to share with, if you are able to do that, it brings you together for you to be close with that person. Amen. May we expose those areas to our spouses. For the young ones, for the ones that are about to get married, when you get there, these are some of the rules of engagement of marriage. It's not the wedding, sister. <laughs> the wedding is not the marriage. Marriage is deep. This is why you need preparation. Now, if you are engaged, this is part of your marriage counseling. This is part of your preparation. You are entering to marriage. Take all this information and make sure that you learn them, meditate on them. When you get there, apply them. You don't build walls to block you and your spouse from coming together. Men and women, intimacy is not sex. I know we need it. But it's not, it's not what intimacy is. There are levels to this. Amen. And if we are able to read those levels, sex will never be a problem. Amen. Because the nature of a woman, women are not moved by cyto. They move by these levels of intimacy. And we as men are moved by sight. So we got to work, leave and cleave. That is what it was. Leave your old ways and make sure that you are doing everything to be intimate so that you can cleave to your spouse. That's another revelation. Leave it so that you can come together. Even leave your own nature and make sure that you are intimate. Take the conversation to another level. Share your, share your true self. Don't let your marriage become a cliche marriage where is, everything is on the surface level. 
don't need to just become talking about other people all the time. That we, you are busy talking to our, about other people's issues, but you never address you and your spouse. Don't make your children a priority over your not over your spouse. When you do that, you are building a wall. The truth about it is that if you and your spouse are good, the children will be good. I'm telling you the truth. If you and your spouse are good, the children will be good. There are women that all they want is children. So they marry, they marry, they want children. So the moment the children come, they, it's like, get out of here, man. I don't need you. I have a case already. You are not, you, you are out of this equation. When you do that, because men also have emotions. Men and women have the same level of emotion, but we, we manage them differently. Sometimes your husband can feel jealous with his own children because the wife has decided that he would, she would choose the children over the husband. And it gets to a point where the man is hurt. He's in the house, but he's hurt. And vice versa, where the man can make the wife jealous with the things that he do. Amen. And so we must make each other a priority if we want to become close. May the Lord help us that today, today, we will come close. And so the scripture we use today, and then we close, he said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. Read it for me. Philippians 2, 3 to 4. Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 4. Mm-hmm. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, mm-hmm. but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Amen. Amen. Bible says, look them better than yourself. Most of the time, we think that we are better than our spouses. And so we pray that we will look at ourselves and be, and, and, and be nice. Be, you know, the version that I have here is that instead of being motivated by selfish ambitions or vanity, each of you should in humility be moved to treat one another as more important than yourself. Each of you should be concerned not only about your own interests, but about the interests of others as well. This is when you start beginning to meet each other's needs. You are thinking about your spouse. Your spouse is thinking about you. And you are flowing. The marriage is on 35 feet above sea level. With no turbulence. You are just cruising throughout. Amen. May the Lord help us to get there. Amen. And so tonight I'm closing now. This, this session was to give you knowledge. Alright. Time is gone so we are not going to pray right now. We will pray at the midnight. At midnight we are breaking walls. To this night we are, now you have the knowledge. We come tonight at midnight at 12 to do serious warfare. Now you have the knowledge now. You're going to apply it. But spiritually, anything that has become a war, preventing you from coming closer to your spouse, this tonight will be broken in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And so I'm going to leave that and allow the Holy Spirit to carry us through the midnight. I know some of you have questions and stuff. Just hold on to questions. Bring your questions to the marriage seminar and we will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So God bless all of you. I just want you to thank God wherever you are. 
for what he has done. In Jesus' name, lift up your voice.